Hi, Fresh Movie listeners. We've been saving this week's episode for an emergency. Well, last week, Chelsea's sweet kitty cat, Princess Leia, passed away, so we're taking a little time off. Today's episode was recorded about six months ago, when I had COVID. Uh, we recorded over Zoom, so the audio is a little rough. Uh, we hope you enjoy. See you, Space Cowboy. My taste level uh, is just coming back. <laughs> I'm looking at my sweatshirt like, no, it That's isn't. <laughs> <laughs> I love your sweater. No, I love the, the palm trees. Fuck yeah. It looks pretty tacky. I like, I'm like, who is this? <laughs> like, I'm a fan. What am I looking at? Hey, Victoria. Hey, Chelsea. Hey. 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 You know what I could use right now? What could you use? A breath of fresh movie. Yes. Done. Done. Thank you. Good. <laughs> hard, par- hard part's over. This is a breath of fresh movie. Uh, this is a podcast where me, Victoria, and you, Chelsea. Me. Yeah, you. Uh, we both watch a movie that neither of us has ever seen before, and then we talk about it. And that's it. Hell yeah. Yeah. It's kind of the only the only rule. You know, I've been meaning to read an email for like weeks. Oh, shit. Do that. Do you want... Should we do that? Let's yeah, do, do it. it. Okay. Do it, do it, do it. Okay. Okay. Give me a sec. It's mail time. Yeah. This came a while ago, and then we record these things way ahead. Well, not way ahead, but... Anyway, we got an email from a fella named Michael. Mike. Mm-hmm. I'll just get to read it. Go I pi- for it. I picked this podcast as the first from your list to listen to since it was a movie I'm very familiar with. Okay, he's talking about Patton. So that, that's that's the podcast. This was a good choice, Patton. Patton you know was, oh, yeah. Um, you know, it's funny. I, well, I'll just keep reading. Yeah, um, sorry. <laughs> I was a 14-year-old army brat living in Germany when it was released, so I immediately went to see it with my friends. Four years later, I was training in Fort Hood, Texas to be a tanker. I admit that the film had a significant impact on my choice of careers as an 18-year-old with no college plans. I had uh, even had the soundtrack LP and would play it on occasion in my barracks room, as you sang. Uh, I know this... A little smiley face, yes. Uh, I know this makes me sound a bit off, but I want you to understand my connection to the film when you say your review is spot on. I love most anything George C. Scott did during his career, but this is my favorite. Also, take a look at They Might Be Giants with Joanne Woodward. Maybe we should watch that. Yeah, I'd be down. I was led to your podcast after following Chelsea on Twitter, who I find hilarious. So thanks to you both for entertaining me during these days of COVID. Take care. Regards, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Yeah. Um, I mean, that came in... Almost a month ago. I, I'm so sad. Well, like 20 days ago. Whatever. That's still cool that we, that's still cool. Yeah. Um, so thank you for that email. We love emails. Even if you have no personal connection to the movie, you know, we love an email. Any, you yeah. know, just, it's nice to know there's people out there. Uh, but I get yeah. it, you know, um, on the topic of writing, write us a review on Apple Podcasts. That really helps. Like, like really, why not? It really helps. So um, that'd be super cool. So this week, we're talking about just the name uh, just went right out of my head. <laughs> only, only lovers left alive. Only lovers left alive. Yes. Okay. And this is a film by Jim Jarmusch, and it came out in 
damn it 2013 2013 yeah okay i should also call out uh we're currently doing this remotely chelsea is at her apartment and i'm Mm -hmm. at mine because i'm sick and have to isolate she just sicky i'm a sicky so uh we decided you know what we're just gonna power through and we're gonna do it using good old technology and so that's if there's any audio disparity that's what you're hearing no, this is actually thematically relevant. This was a deliberate choice. Um, there's FaceTiming in uh, Only Lovers Lo- Left Alive. And that's that's the real reason. Actually, Victoria feels fine. <laughs> Don't listen to her. Um, we're, we're, she's, she's existentially exhausted, much like Tom Hiddleston. Ugh, and, I got my um, hair covering one of my eyes. Yes, yes. Um, just surrounded by guitars from the 19th and 18th century. And uh, I'm Tilda Swinton, so I'm, I feel great. I look great. Uh, I have an English accent. You can't hear it right now, but um, I'm on my iPhone. Victoria Jerry rigged her entire apartment to um, play, uh, to FaceTime on her TV. Don't overthink that. Just, I'm, I'm really trying not to <laughs> overthink that crap. Oh, man. Uh, anyway, I, I feel like I was going to ask what, what what did you think about this movie? But I think I just I got part of it just there. You know, just like yeah. like uh, my familiarity with Jim Jarmusch is that I watched uh, The Dead Don't Die mm-hmm. before this. And um, that was a movie that I think I believe I saw maybe it was Entertainment Weekly or elsewhere. It had gotten like a C plus mm-hmm. and it was a review that had the same the same emotional feeling I felt after that film, which was like, man, like I wanted to like this. Yeah. It was, it was close. I've been left wondering, well, what about his other films? Mm -hmm. You know, uh, he is a distinctive style of director. He is known. He has, he has accolades, you know? So yeah. What do you think? What did you think, my dear? I mean, The Dead Don't Die is just for reference for folks at home. That is his most recent work, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, that came out in like 2019. I totally missed that. Um, I wanted this to be so good. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I was like, oh. Same, same feeling. I was like, this is going to be great. This is going to be so, so satisfying. And I was, I was shocked how, un- like, frustrating I found this movie to watch. Mm-hmm. I, I was frustrated. I, I wanted to just I just kept groaning at the things they were saying and like you know remember when you gave that string quartet to Schubert (laughs) like like all of that that dialogue just felt really oh man they're they're so like like they're actors that like you know across the board are all very you know i think i think i would call tom hiddleston you know very likable i think loki you know is a, is a wonderful character for him for that very reason he has a very likable candor i think tilda swinton is also someone who's very good at comedy dry comedy she you know she was also in the dead don't die she was a highlight to me in the dead don't die uh, mm-hmm. as far as characters go because i i felt like she had a she obviously has a, a relationship with Jim and she had a very clear idea tonally mm-hmm. of what she was she was doing she was playing a very ridiculous character samurai type mm-hmm. um woman and and she had a very specific I think she had this a Scottish or an Irish accent to, like that she did specifically in directly in conflict 
with the samurai accent while she's also at a morgue decorating the faces of like uh cadavers okay um you know this was like seeing that what was a moment in that film where i was like oh I'm so close to liking this. Like, yeah, you know, like, yeah. I was right there. I was like, I'm enjoying this moment very much. Yeah. Now it's going to go either. It's going to go what way? And then it went a disappointing way. <laughs> and then, yeah. and then in this, in this similar situation, it's like, these are all likable. Agony or John hurts. Very likable. The I mean, conversation. I, itself, I, you know? I do think all the performances, like they're doing their best. Right. Like right. nobody, nobody, uh, everyone did the assignment. As you've exactly. said before, everyone did the assignment. They did it. They did it well. It's just the the conversation felt really, yeah. It was just like tag. Like it wasn't. It, they call this like a comedy drama. I just didn't find those I didn't moments. Find it funny. Funny. And at that's all. okay. But it. But I guess it's like oh, but if they're taking themselves this seriously, and and there's also this idea that like okay, like they like human culture more than humans like it. You well, know, they seem and, to they seem to like talking about name dropping and uh, they're name dropping like, so many historical so figures. much, but it's they're so, so but the energy is so low, like they're just lounging about, yeah, getting getting high. <laughs> yeah, can... it it's it was a frustrating watch. I mean, I just Jarmusch's films are often paced like this, where it's not about action; it's about interaction between yeah. people. Yeah. In a way, I, I kept waiting for the movie to start, you know, and then it was yes, like, and that's and yes. and it was fine because by the time it was over, I'm like, oh, it's over, you know, like I guess I see the storyline there. Yeah, and it it also yeah. left me unsettled just because like, and not because it was wrong too, but the casual comments about like, has the war for water started yet? And the war for oil is are they past that yet i'm like oh this God. honestly felt like a movie that was a bunch of the whatever sort of intellectual artsy conversations jim jarmish had in his life yeah whether whether he was abroad at columbia nyu the 70s new york all that fun all the fun intellectual conversations he had aggregated yeah. and then went what if they were vampires it's like <laughs> yeah what if the most like annoying privileged hipster couple you knew were vampires and is like, it and and then it like, leaves me like oh are they self-aware enough i don't to know. know that this and that, yeah this doesn't it doesn't I, doesn't make it clear i couldn't tell tom hiddleston's character is calling just normal human zombies it's just yeah. like the, the ultimate condescension i mean it really was like he's like i just came from la and he's like huh zombie central <laughs> and i'm like is, does jim jarmish understand these characters come off like like is he intentionally making these characters seem like assholes or does he genuinely feel this way and it, he he himself is a little bit pretentious I and mean, inaccessible and it comes and, off as the latter especially I, after watching the other film too yeah i mean pretentious and inaccessible those are like badges. Of, no, those are like badges of honor. I think you know for for it someone like for some people for, you know? for a filmmaker like this because I um which might be a good segue. Let's talk about Jim Jarmusch a little bit. We I also did... feel like we ste- I I I'm sorry. I kind of I launched so much oh. into the emotion of this that maybe we didn't go for the plot and oh. sh- and should have maybe yeah. Explained well, that. I mean, okay. The logline is there were these two centuries old vampires 
who Adam and Eve. So are they Adam and Eve? Okay, so I found out that's a reference to a Mark Twain satire called The Diaries of Adam and Eve. See, everything is like a reference to some other great work of like art or science. It's just steeped in that, but almost so much that it's like I'm feeling choked. And it's like I know Jim Jarmusch is an incredibly well-read, intelligent sure. filmmaker who has been like a sponge his whole life for this kind of stuff and even the interiors of these that these creatures live in you know these two lovers they these vampires who are lovers they they start separate you know one they're on totally different continents and there isn't i don't want to say there's no plot but she just sort of decides to come visit and yeah he's he's feeling suicidal basically he, oh, he's that's coming right. off extra depressed he orders the wood bullet that would from, from from his uh from his human rock and roll buddy rest in peace anton yelkin um and yeah they ice him out <laughs> yeah that he's well well irl he he passed away oh the, shit the poor guy yeah oh. he was for well, now i feel who, bad it, for saying no no this. don't feel bad no um we can reset. <laughs> we can reset if it makes you feel better. Um, I only and I only recognize like the name and whatnot because uh, very recently um, I was rewatching Star Trek. The the J.J. Abrams with my boyfriend and Anton Yelkin is is in that film as well. You know, um, that's when my my boyfriend was the one who had reminded me that uh, he had passed away in like a, a tragic mm. accident and you know a very sudden incident and so um anyway sorry that's, no, a, that's, okay. a, that's a tangent but he is also he is also a uh, spoiler alert he's he's killed in this film <laughs> yeah uh there i am laughing again <laughs> but but simultaneously speaking this doesn't feel like like you said it doesn't feel like a film that while there is action and sort of a there's sort of a plot but it's not about the plot it's about yeah, yeah you know it's much more about just like these conversations the characters and their philosophies on the world yeah um i mean i think they're witnessing like everything's crumbling around them or they're mm -hmm. witnessing like how the world is being pulled under and i think the idea is that kind of love is the only thing that can be counted on i mean that's <laughs> like to make this a romance they they don't they make vampires seem like they're um, really at risk a lot, like because they they only drink this like p blood they can get from a hospital that's pure and clean. Or I just feel like, like Jim has a really low opinion of humanity. I think that's like, true. And In some ways, yeah. I share his viewpoint, which I think I think that for me, there's a certain amount of oh, why do I find this so hard to take? And it's like because it's. <sighs> Because I, I've been this person or I've been, like, I haven't been nearly as fucking cool sure. looking as these guys, but I've been part of like a, you know, an annoying couple where we're both like equally, everything sucks. And, oh, you for know, sure. Except this us. Is, and, <laughs> I want to, I want to relate. I want to relate more because I myself, you know, like I, I, I'm a waiter and I'm pissed off at more than half the people in the restaurant, like dining. I mean, you know, yeah. that's, it's, I am, am, Just a dose am of I'm, reality. I'm, I'm, I'm aware that I, that there is the idea that as you age, bitterness is becomes increasingly difficult to avoid because you see yeah. all the good and the bad. And, um, you know, in, in, in the case of vampires that are centuries old, um, you know, and 
and in my mind as I'm watching this and they're calling each other Adam and Eve, are they the first humans and also vampires? And they've had to witness and everything she's referencing. She's referencing all of these historical incidents as though she was there for all All of of it, which makes it sound like, oh, they've been here since the dawn of humanity. Yeah, I think she is supposed to be like thousands of years old, perhaps, but it's unclear like right that's some of it too is there's a lot of space for you to sort of fill in whatever gaps and one of the people that uh they're friends with is supposed to be literally christopher marlowe the the renaissance contemporary of shakespeare right and some people feel that everything shakespeare did was actually christopher and like that's the idea that jarmish is getting across and sort of espouses is that um shakespeare that it's all Christopher Marlowe's work, but I don't like. I, don't I didn't know. hate the choice to have a, a a famous literary person in the midst. I didn't hate that, but okay. we you are starting to then veer into sh- what we do in the shadows type territory. I feel like, and I feel like that is that is a mm. film and show that has a much better grasp of that kind of cheeky no, humor it, and they, it, they have like elvis in the basement and shit you know yeah like that's... no it i it, i didn't want to be the one to bring up what we do in the shadows first but oh it's, i was gonna do but it. there's so many but once we get into ready. adam's world like he's living in a in an old mansion in detroit the, those dark interiors the like the books heaped up the like the many artifacts and all the little curios like it felt spiritually like oh this is the version of shadows that's like that took itself seriously and like you know and and these things were i mean i can't remember what year that film came out but i do know that it took a long time to write like it took years to write that so you know i don't these things are all in the air at the same time like it's just so interesting that like things that share so much dna and they're, I mean, even the music, you know, to an extent, I found out there that there was actually like a lute composer brought in to work on this and like, mm-hmm. add, and it adds this old world thing to it. And music it's just was nice. Yeah, it was. And the, the mm-hmm. other, a lot of the other music, if it wasn't like, right, you know, tracks that they're specifically naming, um, it was also Jim Jarmusch's like band squirrel or I don't know that they call mm-hmm. it a band his music project whatever music project um, yeah I saw that yeah okay um yeah because Jarmusch is also a composer I mean he's a director screenwriter actor he does all that shit so mm-hmm. editor um I didn't know he was from Ohio I learned that today and I was like oh I'm from Ohio and he said something about how growing up in Ohio is just planning to get out <laughs> Yeah, kind of started relating really hard because like I didn't like this movie, but I I've seen other films of his. I think Coffee and Cigarettes is probably the first thing I saw, and then Broken Flowers. Um, and both are you know they were different. They definitely were different. Mm-hmm. I mean, Coffee and Cigarettes was like such a parade of some, just some of my favorite actors and musicians. Like, there's that's a, a film that's a lot of just conversation yeah. as well, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I mean, there's a great one between Tom Waits and Iggy Pop. It's like one of my favorite scenes in the movie. There's also a great scene between uh, Steve Coogan, Alfred Molina. Um, See, I, could, I feel like I could vibe with with that. Yeah. If it's like like just leaning into like 
down to earth conversation. Like I, mm -hmm. I, I'm very much into that. You know, yeah, I, um, I think it's a really, it's one of those movies though that like some people have the patience for because all these cool vignettes and like all these different little just conversations and, mm -hmm. but you know some of the conversations have a similar cultural intellectual heavy handedness that this does. Like there's a scene in Coffee and Cigarettes with Jack and Meg White and they're talking about Tesla. And yeah. I just remember there being some line about like, oh, the world would be, not this exactly, but more or less like the world would be a better place if people paid attention to Tesla, you know? And it's like, again, it's that kind of like, I know everything, everyone should listen to me and the world would be better, you know? <laughs> They're not, again, That's, I wouldn't. I mean, if, if you were to watch, I feel like if you were to watch all of his films back to back, it would get very redundant very quickly, honestly. It might, I mean, I have also seen. Oh, I love Jack White. <laughs> and driving by his house. And <laughs> I like, know, I know. Way to romance romanticize the like not actually completely abandoned Detroit like I I read a review that I thought very um, uh, pointed out uh, people still live here <laughs> yeah hey people still live here uh it's the white people that left you know, <laughs> so like, yeah. you know they're, they're just calling out kind of that this yeah, is a movie yeah. that is it self-aware that this is this a movie that is self-aware and about white intellectual like intellectual mm. white like liberal privilege yeah. or is this not self-aware but I, still showcasing all of that i think that is the question because I, I i i didn't feel taken care of in that question you know like yeah I, and and maybe that's again possibly the the point mm -hmm. yeah like knowing that there's a prior relationship between jim Jarmusch and and uh the white stripes is one thing but also like mm -hmm, mm -hmm you know them driving through detroit and it's like that's oh the, jack white's house is the that's the, right like that's that's the, that's the landmark not like yeah. i mean they do mention something about motown but it, yeah i agree i mean and just like again the, they do yeah the motown thing yeah that's and like, true that's I mean, true i'll give credit there i don't want to not no but that there was zero acknowledgement uh, no. of like black cultural history <laughs> there's very little it was acknowledgement of black cultural history yeah and if they've been alive for centuries upon centuries um uh, and they're already like vampire supremacists. Like it just just start. It's I don't know. It just anyway. yeah, there, everything, everything about it was like I mean Tilda Swinton looks great. She looks yeah. fucking great. Like Absolutely. I I want everything. I want that whole look. I want that hair. I want that you know place in Tangier. I yeah. think uh, me and Tom Hiddleston desperately needed a hairbrush, but Tilda. <laughs> aces yeah hers look great and also i mean to connect to what we do in the shadows that is the character she's referencing when she's in the vampiric council which i love i love that i mean that, that, that's a great tie-in yeah i mean that's fun they are connected we found a connection i mean they are cannot canon in the same universe <laughs> in theory it's all in the same universe exactly these are just not the vampires that are actually like having fun like, no they need to go to new zealand they need to go to new zealand they're having a hard. they're having a hard time it's like yeah. I, you know and i'm watching them and i mean this thing premiered at, um it was shown at Cannes, and it was nominated mm -hmm. for a palm d'or like mm -hmm. i critics really received it favorably people spoke very favorably about it um it took i know a long time to get the financing together for so it was like a long it was many years in the making i don't i have a hard time agreeing 
Yeah. <laughs> like, and I like, I, I like, I do like Jim Jarmusch's films, but I've also seen some that I, I found difficult, like in learning about him, I guess, Permanent Vacation, which is like the first thing he ever made. Mm-hmm. He made it with money, scholarship money that was supposed to be for his tuition to like N- the NYU. He was going to film school. How and, rebellious. Yeah. And in, he, he was talked into it a little bit, but he decided to do it. And it, his mentor uh, had just past like um so i think that was part of it too but um what he ended up making was permanent vacation and he made it for like twelve thousand dollars and the university when they saw it they were not impressed and also not happy that instead of paying them for instruction that he had used this money this like louis b mayer scholarship like, money, i already to, know how to make movies he's like yeah I, I see there's this capstone this, i mean i respect yeah. i mean that that is kind that's of ballsy it is ballsy a, and ballsy but they, but ref, that, they yeah. refused to award him a degree um so he w- <laughs> i mean it didn't matter you know as it turned out i mean i read about how yeah he started at northwestern presumably for journalism but then didn't take any journalism classes so he went to columbia instead and then at the end of that time he was in paris for a study abroad and he ended up staying there for like 10 months instead of you know mm-hmm. for just the summer and the whole time he was there, you know, he kind of just, he went to the movies a lot. Um, this is a particular place in France called Cinémathèque Française, which is, um, it's an, essentially a nonprofit, you know, film house, but it's an archive and it has like all the coolest shit. And they're, they have daily screenings and it's just like the place for cinema in France. And then there's a ton of other theaters and things like that. But mm-hmm. um, he comes back from all of that broke and he's in, you know, mm-hmm. Manhattan in the middle, yeah. in the mid seventies. And like again just to bring up permanent vacation it's one of those movies that leans into what the opposite of what you're told to do you know it's mm-hmm. like it moves away from action and he's kind of obstinate about it and there's people who really respect that obstinance that it's like no i'm gonna go this way and i'm gonna go even further but i must admit that i had a really hard time watching it frustrating to watch just like not just yeah. like this it was frustrating in a different way but um so i'm kind of I'm still wrestling with, I think I'm still missing some important big Jarmish films. I don't know where I sit with this one, you know, like with this. Yeah. Um, which feels wrong because he's such a like downtown independent cinema, like everything on paper. I'm like, yes, this guy's great. He's minimal. No, he's, and- he seems like a cool dude. Like, yeah, reading up on his bio and, and the life he's led. I'm like, oh, man. Yeah, that's like the dream come true for like a frustrated suburb kid. Like the, I- the everything he did. I'm like, man, that's all the shit I would have loved to have done. Like when I was sitting in my in my shitty little bedroom watching all all these movies just over consuming all this media Mm -hmm. just letting it stew in my brain and having nowhere to go you know and it's just that it's uh yeah it's all the more reason why there is that frustrating like i want to i i want to like what you do i want to like and that's like i want to endorse this yeah Yeah. and and i felt less so that it it was it's it's easier for me to criticize this film i think definitely because i already had watched the dead don't die and have already been familiar with the and and grappling with that disappointment Mm -hmm. coincided with there being genuinely good funny moments and i like meta humor i like stylistic but not necessarily purposeful uh shots that are like oh yeah this movie has a lot of that it's there's very... a lot of artsy 
stuff that's yeah. just it's unhurried completely unnecessary yeah yeah it's unhurried like you said um <laughs> And in no I, particular I, hurry. <laughs> I would I would be more on board if it had been a little more accessible for me. I think you know, just just full disclosure, it didn't. Yeah, and I mean, it wasn't for me. Yeah, exactly. I think that's that's the 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 stance I can take comfortably. It's like it just wasn't for me. Yeah, um, and that's not a bad movie. I mean, obviously, it was for a lot of people because a lot of people really were raving about it. And I don't yeah. know if that was somewhat contextual. You know, it was 2013 just really? And I do, I do think that that has that that somewhat informs I I, I think yeah. you know I think the, if, if the I, content. Yeah, I mean, if I had seen this, I think as like a you know a teenage kid or something, I would have thought this was the coolest fucking shit. You know, I would have oh, thought. Oh sure. I would have thought yeah. I, I would have been trying to get that hairstyle. As a teenager, I watched a lot of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and like yeah. I have just had a, a stupid amount of romance around like nighttime, <laughs> you know, and like yeah. um, the whole just vampire legend shit is awesome, and I, you know, it, it's there's a reason that shit is popular. And and the thing too, um, again, like you just said, with context, is this movie did technically come out before what we do in the shadows, and I am certain I we are watching this film. Mm-hmm. having avidly consumed all of, That's all of true. that show That's and true. film and i'm a i and i know i know you are and myself we are both big fans of that and this technically came out before that so like having mm-hmm. watched if i i were to try and divorce my mind from what we do in the shadows which i just think i mean taika waititi just had just had a he just i'm sorry he did better you know he did he had he took the similar conceit yeah Kind of, but tweaks it, it better. better. Yeah, he tweaked it a little better. Yeah. I think he leaned into the comedy aspect more. And and at the same time, though, like if we were to just pretend none of that shit existed, mm. we didn't even know Taika Waititi was or whatever, and had just watched this film, mm-hmm. I can't confidently say I would have liked it, but I would have maybe appreciated it more as being subversive to more of the the campy mm-hmm. vampire. Like this does feel like yeah a refreshing film in context again and sure. against that other one and this is also a movie that i'm watching after having watched a girl walks home alone at night which oh, is all, right. which is an aesthetic vampire film that that makes a and meal people, out of various shots what's funny is people compared that film to jarmish so like it's kind of yeah. funny we have yeah all these options i just quickly checked the film what we do in the shadows came out in 2014 so it came out like the right. next year but both these projects were were percolating with these creators for many years like yeah, and yeah. So it's I, I don't want to i don't want to act like it was oh like, no 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 oh, i i just want to i just, just i just want to put it out there because i think it's really interesting because it, it proves your point like these things were being developed you know independently away from each other and yet they share a lot of aesthetic components and a lot of i mean it's interesting i mean i feel like the tv show the the production design for that is astounding and i feel like it's making it's drawing on so many references but i know mm-hmm. that this movie has to be one of them you know what i mean yeah like, oh yeah and with with um with a girl walks home alone at night and the, i think that comparison with 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 this film in particular is very fair. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same time, what I think works and makes this come together more is that it's a film that is showing man you know, i'm sorry to interrupt and you, emotion- oh no go but ahead a girl walks home alone at night also came out in 2014 
Oh, I thought it was 2016. Oh, shit. No, so all this um, shit was happening. I wow, mean, we're not yeah. wrong to be comparing them because this was all like within a year or so of each other. Yeah, there was like... Wow, oh. this is this is some uh, Elizabeth <laughs> Gilbert uh, big magic uh, shit. What's happening? It, yeah, this is some This is some the muse. Uh, they talk about this in the War of Art, too. Is the, muse, the muse doesn't just go to you. Yeah. You're not that special. The muse is going to go to all, all sorts of people. You They're going to interpret it how they want and there you go you know what though that is that's like a really that's an important thing to hold to your heart you know like not to discourage people but i mean that no, just just you're yeah you, you're yeah. not the only one who might think of an i this idea like two people can independently have the same thought like and i mean there's something harmonious about that oh, you know yeah. i, think, I yeah. think like it shows an interconnectedness that i think um certainly is is alluded to and spoken of quite a bit in in this film in terms of referencing einstein referencing to right the theory of entanglement yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and and i think that it seems like jim jarmusch does have a a similar feeling and ideology around that interconnectedness but um Mm -hmm. you know it just doesn't it i think i think what makes a girl walks home alone at night work better in that regard is that it is more emotionally earnest and that they leave space Mm -hmm. they leave space and there's building of tension i feel like this film had no real tension there wasn't much tension no i i fully Um, agree with you there even the moments where i felt like the music was implying that i should feel concerned or something i just wasn't yeah i think i think again just like yeah it you can't it it would be foolish not to look at these films uh, in you know the, these three films that we've just mm-hmm. spoken of from these three very different directors tackling a, the same you know yeah. vampires in the modern world mm-hmm. premise. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they they should they should be compared. I think it's important the fact yeah. that they all came out within about like a year of each other. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Not a coincidence. I'm like, oh, okay. The parallelism <laughs> going on there. There's, you know, I, yeah. I mean, we're all. Um, it's a stupid comparison to make, but like, it's like in Project Runway when like two people would pick the same pattern and it would be like oh, a battle I think that's of a the pattern comparison. It's <laughs> a brilliant comparison. What are you talking about? Thank don't, you. don't call that stupid. I mean, I don't know. That's spot it's, on. It's, that's spot uh, on. What what what's the difference between denim and celluloid? Okay. Yeah. Fair. Thank you. They're both flammable. I mean, that was slightly different from like the, you know, when someone would do one kind of a silhouette one week and then a week later, somebody else would do a very similar thing and suddenly everyone would be all like, uh, like they're copying like, but then like anytime there was an accusation of that, Tim Gunn would always come in and, and more or less like something similar to what you said earlier about the muse doesn't only visit you or like that just happens sometimes in the workroom. Like, <laughs> And I will also say too, as someone who regularly makes online content and there's a lot of fucking overlap of course, and a lot of borrowing of ideas or this and that it's um, at a certain point, we all could be pointing fingers at each other uh, at infinitum yeah. <laughs> and going, this person copied my POV thing. This person copied my copied my loop thing. This person copied this, did that, yeah. and it all just is like, well, 
but who did it the best no like just because you did it first doesn't mean you did it best no i'm sorry no it's true it's definitely true i've I've watched other people do similar ideas to me and i've gotten mad as fuck and i'm like oh my god why there's went viral and mine didn't do any and i'm like well they yeah they in in certain cases it's like yeah it was just a better and there are times when people will i'm sure innocently post a joke that i there's like a the id the really mean girl part of me wants to be like i already saw that three weeks ago <laughs> like oh, you're not I mean, that, that, like, tw- I mean twi- twitter content like forget about it everyone's posting the same five jokes every two no weeks kidding. it's not it's, i know and anytime i like get like yeah i don't get down too much about like oh this person got all these likes but if you ever open up those comment threads and it's just like full of the most it's full of, it's a rush of people coming to tell you something about themselves <laughs> like they're, they're treating like a forum i think in a lot of and uh-huh. and even more so on tiktok there's this the uh it's almost like whatever the post is is just they're hosting this forum and right. the comment section is where you're gonna find yeah and you know it's the like real juice yeah and i mean i guess that's fine but i'm I'm like oh so that's all i'm missing is just a lot of pings that aren't about me you know what i mean <laughs> like mm-hmm. i don't know or mm-hmm. just or those people who like um you know they post a photo of themselves and it, it's like even if they don't want it there's a rush of like oh my god so beautiful you know and like all these like like hyper affirming things and I, it's not bad i just like find it really like you're in the meanest part of the internet like what do you well no it isn't it's not the meanest part of the internet but you know what i'm saying it just i'm mm-hmm. i'm like do you know how this works like do you twitter feels like a smoker's alley you know like it I really is like i don't sometimes i, I watch a reel or something and then now we're fully off topic i don't care but like it's i watch okay. a reel we'll edit. It it's fine um but sometimes i watch a reel and i'm like waiting for the punchline because i yeah. expect them all to be funny and when they're not, I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> like, you made me watch this. I bet you're not the only person who feels that way. I don't even really watch reels, but like, yeah, you're definitely I, not the only person I who feels just, that way. I just watch them for cats. I think I understand like dudes who watch too much porn and then like your dick doesn't work as good because I've been doing that with like cat videos. I'm like, oh, so cute. Oh, so cute. And then I look yeah. at my cat like, you're not that cute. <laughs> you know, even you're just, though you're, she's you're desensitizing your brain clit. Yeah. Is what you're doing. I don't, it's not good. So no. um, I feel like sometimes when we aren't into a movie, we have less to say, I think, because maybe we're trying to be like um, diplomatic. Um, I think that is true to a degree because like I could, there, there's definitely that sense that like if I, hate something or really don't like something you can i can feel the floodgate open in me and yeah. just go on and on and on uh-huh. and then at a certain point it just starts to feel like junk food yeah like i just exa- ate a bunch of junk food yeah no no and i i i didn't want again i wanted to i really wanted to like this i thought i would um yeah and, same. It's, and it's okay like again like a lot of people liked it not my cup of tea Sure. I'm there's actually an acknowledgement of what there's an acknowledgement of things that work, you know, like well, we, yeah. have, we have acknowledged what works. Yeah, I I'm we're entitled to our opinions and we're t- entitled just... to what we subjectively bring to the table yeah. when we watch a film. That's what happens when you make art and yeah. other people consume it. I just found it so <laughs> cringy. I feel like we, have to, we have to like I feel like we have to self-soothe. And this is a this is a pattern with this kind of i'm sorry not not shit this isn't shit i'm no. not it's I'm a not very pretending well like made a better movie. movie than jim jarmish but by the same token i feel like we have a similar reaction to mirror yeah where, mm-hmm. where it was like yeah 
there is a self-reflection process that I think we very, like you said, diplomatically put ourselves through individually. And then together when we talk about like, why didn't we vibe with this? Is there something, what didn't we know or appreciate? I mean, mean, there's an examination that happens here. Yeah. Because I, I really just felt like so many of the lines were just really, again, this heavy handedness that I'm like, that question, like, it, it does it know it's being this way and I'm supposed yeah. to laugh because it really feels like they're just so cool and they just are so right about everything and I'm just like I'm tired yeah <laughs> I'm tired you, I'm as tired as the, the goddamn vampires in this movie yeah they're, <laughs> like... they're so like aggrieved of everything and it I just found it so um yeah just the word i used frustrating very and i I will also say too like i i get the idea about like contaminated blood and oh the good stuff but it does get to a point for me where i'm like we're we're not all like disgusting leeches like it's again it just gets to that point with the supremacy thing or so it's a little bit it it makes these people less likable it makes it less yeah whatever like i just it also, oh, you! Oh, you poor thing! Your 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 blood's good. Your blood's a little a little fatty because yeah. uh, oh, because uh, uh, Americans are because the the world is corrupt and yeah. we we don't eat right anymore. Yeah. Like, just all of humanity eats like shit. All of humanity's blood is fucked up. This movie reminds me of those books that they had for kids called like i spy and it was like photographs of yeah yeah i remember like all the stuff tons of shit yeah tons of shit that's what this movie feels like but for like cultural references and art and like there's literally a wall of photos it reminds me of like the inside of somebody's locker door and college or high school like you know like yeah like some of my heroes like up in my like no it literally feels like like they you could just take a few pictures around those rooms and make an i spy book like i mean that that whole that's what it is i think i groaned to myself at that moment when there's a uh the power goes out in this big detroit mansion Mm -hmm. and he and she come outside and he kind of like points out how like the oh the grid is all fucked up and it's not Mm -hmm. good he drops down to his knees opens like a trap door that's in the the ground and reveals like this some kind of tesla design machine that's like pulling energy from the air and turning it into electricity i'm like okay so he's not only like this gifted musician he's also like a full like electrical engineer and right exactly with the way he jerry rigged the his apartment just to spite apple products basically like yeah he's, he's anti-technology beyond uh, a very stupid point but like, he loves guitars and amps it's like it, there's a cutoff like, and it's like 1960 i mean again it's like ultimate annoying hipster in yeah, that way like, like ultimate pretension like there's a mr show character david cross plays where he's like like i don't watch television <laughs> notice that i don't yeah. call it tv because tv is a nickname and nicknames are for friends and television is no friend of mine <laughs> I fucking love that. It's exactly what this feels like. It's like, that guy. The guy with no air conditioning. I mean, yeah. Talk about like grown moments. There are two that came to mind and one in particular, especially with that character with Tom Hiddleston is after they, they watch this, this beautiful singer 
And then Zelda's like, oh, she's going to be she's famous. Going to be very famous. And he's like, oh, no, she's too talented. I for hope that. not. Like, oh, God, I hope not. She's too talented. And I was just like, I like I on one hand, I'm like, oh, I know people who say shit like that. But at the same time, I was just like, oh, man, uh, no. of course, of course, this guy would say that. Yeah. Of course he'd say that. We yeah, just yeah. spent two hours with him and he no, hasn't said it, it already. Fits, like, it fits his personality. But yeah, oh. that was and another. And then also grown moment, too. Well, there were, num- there were a number of them. But like, side note, I mm-hmm. thought the Christopher Marlowe thing initially was actually like funny in the campy sense. It went yeah. grown to camp funny. But then they did it so m- they kept referencing it so much that it was just like now it's annoying yeah it became now, it became like dumb. a theme it became like this whole oh marlo like yeah. every time they read shakespeare oh marlo it's just like okay and then uh okay but then so yeah that was an amalgam of groans that could from a thing that could have been uh like shadows fun like yeah. and it almost yeah, yeah. was that was him being playful but then he just sucked the, the fun out of it yeah um throughout the film and then <laughs> And then back in when she's gonna go and travel mm-hmm. to to Detroit and she's like got her suitcases and she's packing books for some reason that it, it seems like she already read but just wants to reread and she's stopping to reread them and all the books she's putting in she puts in a copy of Infinite Jest yeah. she's putting in like um fucking Don Quixote like just just the stuff that's the most like basic bachelor's degree English lit <laughs> me pointing at myself here like that's the basic assigned reading shit and it's just and the way it's being romantically shot in this moment is just so like this is a centuries old this is a millennia old vampire yeah and she's packing like 101 lip books like i just thought it was very funny yeah and and just such just like the definition of affectation you know yeah like Like, what's she packing them for she's gonna miss them while she's while she's while she's gone he's got books yeah he's not gonna fucking read those they're not for him yeah and she she read like eight books in that two minute montage because she has like super reading skills or whatever in multiple languages and then she has this ability to touch an object and immediately know how old it is like that was like a thing she had it's just there's these cool aspects that i'm like well make a meal like do something do something actionable reactionable with that not just like oh i I have these cool powers but i'm tired i think though that like that that desire to see action is exactly like what he is fighting against you know yeah and he definitely is doing that in the dead don't i feel like the dead don't die does a better job yeah um he was as 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 a campy zombie film yeah it's a it's it is the is more evolved it's a it's better at that totally aspect and jarmish himself has said like he's sometimes trying to create a feeling of real time and it's like okay well you're successful there <laughs> you yes, know like that, yes. there's no question about that um i don't know i mean he he's an i mean he's an ohio you know suburb kid but um you know he he said that he tries to view America through like a foreigner's eyes. And I don't like, I appreciate that. Like what he's saying when he, when I hear that, but yeah, it's also like, but I, you're, I but, get you're, it, but... but you're, you're not, you know, <laughs> like, you know, um, no. and I don't know. I mean, it, I just bring that up because I know that was something we talked about with, uh, Vim vendors and actual, <laughs> 
uh, an actual foreigner. Uh, foreigner what does foreigner sound like? America. Suddenly, like a dirty word when I say it, like an yeah, actual like, foreigner. Guess, <laughs> like, but yeah, but I yeah. felt like I hesitated. I didn't. I felt like, can I say that? Should have just said, you know, a German. I don't know, German immigrant. Jarmusch has said, I'd rather make a movie about a guy walking his dog than about the emperor of China. Which I don't, I'm like, yeah. I love, I love the romantic notion of that. He's not, he's not wrong in there. That being there could be more, a story in that. There yeah. could be more in the minutia, but I feel like it's like. Yeah. I, I feel like he himself is almost missing the point of his own quote. Like the idea of his own <laughs> quote in his films is like. He was sort of known for not making a movie like every year or i don't know i remember he has a, a cameo in that show bored to death and he's mm. offering but he's offering a part to somebody and and then he's like oh you know do you think you'll do this again he's like well you know i don't know i only make a movie like once every seven years i, I loved hearing jim jarmusch talk he has this like very deep voice. He seems like an interesting guy. Oh like, my God. I, I mean, he's a cool dude. Uh, he makes really interesting stuff. Um, and, you know, some of it I think is context and mood dependent. You know, I was feeling a little fatigued when I watched this and perhaps it didn't. I think in a way it was the right mood to be in, you know, because I was completely like submitting to it, you know, mm-hmm. um, it didn't feel... I I got hella stoned. I was ready to vibe, yeah. and I still got frustrated, which says something, mm-hmm. I think. So I think I was that's like, "Where I'm at?" Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we tried to like it, uh, and yeah. I think that's commendable. If um, you like Jim Jarmusch, you will definitely like this film. If you like Jim Jarmusch, you probably have already seen this film. That's so true. That's there true. You go. I feel like oh, there's a lot of people actively wanting to distance themselves from being perceived in that in that way too. You know, I just it's interesting to watch to watch a film with characters that is also made by somebody who who seems to really take ownership and pride in that level of literacy education and and cultural awareness totally or you know cultural education what have you i mean like okay like there you know i won't i won't say there isn't some no i totally there's like a little pretentious part of me that wants to (laughs) run away with this movie and just hey i'm i'm i get i got you i got I, i think we're both we're both pretentious to a degree you know and there's 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 a level of empathy i'm certainly granting towards this film mm-hmm. and and the dead don't die in the same in the same vein yeah i mean know? i maybe part of why i'm not responding to it is because it's maybe a little too much of a mirror i watch it with like an embarrassment of someone who's probably postured that way and i don't mean in a super cool way i've never been cool but um <laughs> never but just in that like again that that despairing of humanity and sort of feeling like yeah well us against the world yes kind of thing a little bit bingo uh yeah which is the romance part but like yeah i'm like oh they're awful yeah <laughs> so yeah it's it's yeah i think we did it yeah. we did it it's done. <laughs> we did it it's done um check out what we do in the shadows Thanks for listening to A Breath of Fresh Movie. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Fresh Movie Pod, or you can send us an email at a breath of fresh movie at gmail.com.